1: Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait, Auto Trader.
0: Welcome into another episode of Tag the Role. This is your host, Mark Schindler. As always, joined by my co-host colleague and good friend, Zach Milner. Uh, We are coming at you, I think it's been like a month-ish since we have had an episode out. It's been a little bit. We've been extremely busy with a multitude of things. Uh, We should be a lot more consistent heading back to the draft. Um, But yeah, we are really excited to dive into Prospect, who I, I don't want to say necessarily that he's risen a ton, but who I think as more holes have been poked in some guys' resumes, uh when you look at what he's done in totality this year, um he has kind of risen up boards lately. And that's Taylor Hendricks from UCF. First off, Zach, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing pretty good. I'm glad to be back recording. Like you said, uh sort of haven't
1: recorded for a little bit too long. We were doing pretty well with uh up until March Madness and throughout March Madness. Then we took a few weeks off. But yeah, our hope is to go at least hopefully every week uh until the draft. If not, if we miss a week here or there, okay. But that's definitely uh We'll be getting these out a lot more up until the draft, at least.
0: Yeah. and So today, we're literally, it's just a pot on Taylor Hendricks. Um, I think we're going to do more of these, of just doing like single player breakdowns, because I think, especially with Taylor, there's a lot to dive into with him and just parsing through his whole game. Um, I think where I want to start, do you want to start with offensive defense? I kind of want to start with the defense, because I think that's the baseline that opens up the stuff for for what he does offensively.
1: Yeah, I think we start with the defense because that is the sell about him for the most part. Um, and then we get into the more philosophical questions of how you project his offense, how you feel about it. And then that can go into how high you would feel comfortable taking him or not. So I, I do think starting with the defense is, is where we should go.
0: Yeah, um, I think defensively, I mean, the big the the selling point for him at 6'9", 6'10", um, with a, a ton of length and some really solid help skills and 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 tendencies um he brings real room protection uh and i think that is part of the main so especially when you're talking about some of the movement skills alongside that um i guess the first thing i want to ask you how would you rate him as a rim protector
1: so i think the secondary rim protection guy i think he is very very good there if you're asking him to be like your main guy i'm not as high but i think like if you have another guy on the floor as like your main mirror protector and him as your secondary guy who's going to rotate from the weak side or whatever i like him a lot i think he i just think his ability to Cover ground is awesome, but also he can get off the ground really quickly. has a quick load time, um, vertical on his contest, a quick second jump, good discipline. There's just so much to like about him as a secondary and protection guy. Uh, I think that is one of the more intriguing things about him on the defensive end.
0: Yeah, I like what you said about his load time. He has a really quick second jump, which I think especially when you're doing stuff as a weak side guy, that's what makes it interesting. Um, I think it's not even saying that it's a... Uh, um, a downside i do think like it's when you're talking about his versatility it kind of does imply a little bit of downside with when when he's playing as a solo five i think a lot of times when he was playing at the five was when they would go into zone for ucf and i think like he showed really good things being able to play in zone um but as like a pure drop defender um who is playing as the primary protector i think he definitely has some weaknesses right now like he's got a lot to to clean up technique wise but i also think that that speaks well of him, like being a guy who wasn't one and done, um, who was as prolific as he was as a shot blocker and somebody who can protect the room that still does have room to clean up. But I think that's going to be one of the areas where like when you're looking at his his forward projection, if he can really improve in some of those areas and like, let's say, OK, he gets stronger because right now he's probably 205 to 10, which is one of like I, I would say his functional strength is solid, but especially when he's playing as the the primary five. You really saw some of his deficiencies as a as a um with his rebounding. Um, I think mm-hmm. he's pretty poor boxing out generally. Part of that is like, I don't think he's great at finding a body when he's uh, either the solo five or playing at the four. Um, I think he's a much better offensive rebounder than the defensive rebounder right now, but that that definitely plays a part of it,
1: yeah, I agree about the rebounding one hundred percent. I prefer his offensive rebounding and how he crashes the class on that end compared to, like you said, doesn't do a great job uh finding a body or anything like that i will say some of it maybe he's just on the perimeter too much to where like um the numbers don't look but like if you don't just look at the numbers and you're just watching the film you can just see he's not boxing out or he's not getting his body on someone and he is the one giving up offensive rebounds at times mm-hmm. um but yeah going back to the room protection thing one more um thing i wanted to note on is i think just some of the timing that he has and, and he is able to meet guys like they're going for dunks on him and everything and he just does a really good job meeting them at the rim and just blocking it or just transition blocks as well. Um, this is a really, really impressive rim protector. Um, but like I said, I think more secondary than primary, I think you sort of agree, but what do you think about his, um, ability to become like some primary if you want to play him as a small ball five, do
0: you feel comfortable with that? Or, or where do you stand there? At present? I would say no. um, Cause I think like the idea is probably going to be if you play more at small ball five right now, I think a lot of people will be like, Oh, well you can just switch with him. I don't think that he's at that level as uh, a switch defender. And I think that's going to be part of what we talk about next is what he, where he's at as a perimeter defender. Um, I think where I get interested, like I think that there is some real coverage versatility with him potentially. Like I think he showed some good stuff as potentially an ice defender. Um, I think there's stuff to be excited about if They really like, I mean, if a team maybe tries to play him as more of a hedge defender or playing him closer to the level, um, because I think the biggest thing for me is like, he just doesn't use his hands a lot. Like, he's really good at moving his feet and staying and being in the right places. But I think a lot of it's doing it more consistently and and using his hands to her her ball handlers, too, because I think with him not being like, quote, like he's big at the four spot. But when you're looking at him playing as a five, I think you lose some of that ability. Um, or you you just like that's when you notice him you know like oh hey he's not really a center so I think um, that stuff will be interesting but I think like I think it's definitely in the cards for him it's just it all depends on how much you know what his development is like in that end
1: right and so you're pretty much saying you would rather like if you had to pick between him defending threes and fives you you'd say you'd rather
0: him go to threes right see I don't know because I think that's (laughs) That's where it's tough because I think when going back and watching through more, um, I think he's much more of a eventual slash theoretical um guy who's guarding both forward spots than somebody who I feel super comfortable with right now. Um, and I guess we can just like parlay right into that because right now I think uh like he has some really good moments of mobility out on the perimeter, but I think his closeouts are like he's good on. Like, I, I think he covers ground really well to to make closeouts happen. But then as soon as somebody makes an adjustment, I think he's out of the picture. Like, um, like if he plays against somebody who's comfortable with the pump fake or just is, you know, sidestepping out of the way, I think that's where he encounters a lot of problems. Um, And it's more because I think his hips are, it's obviously he's not Patrick Williams, but in that same vein of like, I think he's good at He's staying in front of somebody, but the second there's a shift that happens in where his hips need to go, I think that's a problem. And- so
1: so to add on, uh I, I'm probably just a tad higher on the perimeter defense side of things. But I think most of my questions with him, and it also goes to the offensive side that we'll touch on later, is I think so much of my questions with him come back to his footwork. Yeah. I think his footwork is pretty poor in yeah, most that's what aspects. Most. I
0: think a lot of it's just like it's technique stuff.
1: Yeah, I, um, think, I think it's pretty poor in most aspects of the game, whether you want to talk about when he's trying to finish at the rim on offense or when he has the ball in his hands or going into shots or anything. I, I think the footwork is poor and same on the defensive end, um, where I think if he uh, improves that, I think his perimeter defense will look a lot better. I actually do think he had several nice possessions this year, sliding his feet one direction, even switching directions. But sometimes he just gets his, his uh, feet out of position and he just caught on his heels or whatever. And the one thing about that, though, is he does have the mobility and the length to recover and still block shots from behind, which is nice. But as we've talked about in the past, when you get to the next level at the NBA, you're just there's much less room for error um you're going against better athletes better finishers they might not give you the time to recover as well as you can in college um but yeah i i still think that i'm i'm somewhat optimistic i'm pretty optimistic there uh probably a little bit higher than you on there but but yeah the the footwork is where i want him to get a lot better and then obviously strength that we'll talk about strength a lot throughout this uh throughout this podcast as well
0: yeah i think the way that i'll go on it too like maybe that, you know in terms of I probably came off a little bit harsh because I think he's been billed as a complete plug and play guy. And I think it just depends where he's plugged and played at. Like I, because I think my, my, my thing is more like if he's being asked to defend threes and smalls a ton right off rip, I think he's less of a plug and play guy. Like, I think that that isn't going to look as pretty as I think it maybe is being made out to be, Um But I I think I'm with you in saying, like, the exact same thing. Like, his recovery skills are really good. Like, I believe in that giving him the room to become a lot better because I think um, if he improves a lot of the footwork stuff, I believe in him becoming a much more switchable guy and somebody who can stay in front of guys and use his length to to really occupy. And I think he's somebody who could become, like, a real multi-positional defender in that way. Um, if those things really get honed down, and then you know, obviously, like there are going to be the the top flight ball handlers that I think he's not going to really have much chance sticking in front of. But that's not something that should be expected for most guys. Um, but yeah, so I think we're we're mostly in the same boat. That might be a little bit lower, but yeah, yeah. One more thing, I know we talked about um strength
1: and small ball five as a discussion. What did you think about his post defense uh, throughout this year?
0: Uh I don't know if I had any like visceral reactions to it. I thought it was mostly fine. Um cuz like even with him being uh not all that strong, I think that he's solid with positioning initially. Um it's just the rebounding aspect especially in the post that I think becomes a problem. Um but I think he was fine. I don't know how did you feel about it? Yeah, I thought it was sort of a tough thing to get the best read
1: on because I don't think he went up against many of those dominant kind of post players you're going to get in college, just how the the schedule worked out for them. Um, So I do think it was tough. One thing that I thought um, he did well is I actually do think, and you brought up functional strength earlier, I actually think he did a good job there. And I thought he absorbed contact quite well, one in the post or defending the post as well. Um, But yeah, I don't think he really had to go up against one of those Guys, he will back you down all the way to under the basket and score over you. So it is tough to get a read there. But uh, yeah, I assume that will be a problem if he is asked to do that at the next level. If that's what a team has in their vision, it might not be. Um, But when he goes against better bigs, that probably is a question. But uh, yeah, I thought he absorbed
0: contact quite well, which was nice to see. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, and I think the only possession, like not possession, the only games that really stick out to me is when they played Cincy. And like, I thought he was, he he normally drew the Victor Lake assignment and I thought he was solid, but even then Victor's not like a crazy post presence. He's just, big. yeah, they had, he
1: had some against Memphis as well. And mm-hmm. then in the, in Oregon, I think he was up against Biddle on one or two, but yeah, it, it wasn't like they had some crazy, uh, big, like we talked
0: about whether it was Hunter
1: Dickinson or like any of those guys that like, he didn't go up against any of those.
0: Yeah definitely um so overall i think you and i both feel pretty strong about him becoming a positive defender um like i guess my the last thing that i do want to ask on that too because i think you're kind of getting at it what if he doesn't get that much stronger how would you feel about him going from there if he doesn't get
1: that much stronger i honestly still think he is going to be a pretty impactful defender everything that he can do off the ball i think the, the secondary in production will still be there. I think he's just a really smart player as well. And he's disruptive. He can still get into passing lanes and get deflections and get steals and all that kind of stuff. So I still think there is a lot to get from him on that end. Um, but yeah, I do think the strength does limit some of the on ball stuff, whether you want him to fart or defending um, wings or like big wings or fours or then bigs, wherever you want to go, like, honestly strength is going to be a problem or it's going to be an important factor at any of those positions so where he gets there will help you determine where you want him to defend but some teams might just be like you know what we want him to just be off the ball anyways and, and let him create havoc that way so i i think more of my stuff with his strength while it does help a lot on defense it still goes to the offense as well
0: yeah i would agree with that um I think, yeah, I mean that that can transition perfectly to talking about the offense. Well, I, I think we there's a few more things I want to
1: talk about on defense before though. Um yeah. where did you do you have any thoughts on the screen navigation? Cause for me, I thought um off the ball when he's chasing guys off screens, there were a few times where we had some nice possessions. I think there was one against South Florida where it was it was really a nice play where he he chased someone off a screen. Um then later in the possession he he dug on a drive, they kicked it out to the perimeter, and he was able to ground coverage and length to block a perimeter shot. That was just one of the best defensive possessions I think he had all year. But just screen navigation in general, I thought outside of that, there was a lot of times where, once again, his footwork became a little bit of a problem trying to get around screens, and he was dying on screens a lot. Um, Where did you feel about the screen navigation?
0: I think just speaking on the off-ball defense as a whole, I do think that he ball-watched a little bit this year um and like he got cut like because a lot of the offensive rebounds that he gave up were because he gave up positioning because he got back cut by the corner or he even like getting face cut I think was a problem for him at times and that's not saying like I it's not that I think he's a, a terrible off ball defender I think that's just for him with what he shows here I think it's a lot more just a focus and attention to detail thing um but speaking on the screen navigation I think I would feel similar uh In that there are some good possessions, but also, like, speaking on the footwork and how high up his shoulders are and how long he is, I think it's going to be a little bit of a problem for him to be asked to chase shooters around. Like, I don't think that that's going to be ideal for him. Um, So, yeah. So, one
1: last thing. Um, How would you compare him to someone now, this is one of the better defenders, but like Jonathan Isaac defensively. Where do you think their main difference is and where do you think they are similar?
0: Ooh, uh, I just think that Isaac's defensive feel for the game is miles ahead. That's not to say that Taylor's is bad. I think Taylor has a really good feel for the game defensively. But like Jonathan Isaac is like, I mean, he's sniffing out plays and blowing them up before they happen. And to me, I don't really view Taylor as that level of defender okay and then one last thing is then now comparing him to jairus
1: walker in this class where do you think because they're both secondary and protection guys right You yeah. jairus can do that taylor Hendricks can do that what are the differences you see between those two do you prefer jairus as an off-ball defender or do you prefer jairus as an on-ball defender
0: how do you feel there i think i just would prefer jairus all around as a defender um Like, I I would say, minus the rim protection, I think Hendricks is going to be a much more impactful rim protector at the next level just because Jarris doesn't have that back foot leaping, even if the positioning is going to be really good. Um, But I just think, because I would view Jarris as, like, that same level of feel as Jonathan Isaac on the defensive end. Like, somebody who is, like... And to me, I think that matters more to me than just being a deterrent at the rim. Like, obviously, that can have um it depends what level you're talking to but when you're when I'm looking at where I think Taylor's going to be as a as a room protector even with him being a pretty significant plus there I think what Jarris can do is somebody shutting down entire areas of the court with how he's seeing things I think that's a pretty big discrepancy and then on the ball I think Jarris is just so much better um with technique already and like again that can improve from from Taylor but I think Jarris to me is more mobile I think he's way better at using his his length to be aggressive and to, to stop things already. Um I just say outright, I'm pretty confident Jarriss is going to be the better defender throughout his career.
1: Yeah, I was going to say that I'm glad you brought it up. I do like the Hendricks uh secondary and production more, but I do think Jarrett does a much better job of, of doing a lot of the off-ball defensive things. And um he I think he jumps passing lanes more often or he'll yeah. he'll t- he does a really good job tagging the role guy and, and closing out on the perimeter, he uses his body to cut off drives at times. So I do agree. I just thought it was interesting to think about just because those are the two 100%. like the two lottery, bigger wing, secondary room protection guys that we have in this class. So it's interesting to, to think about.
0: 100 um, percent. What else? Uh, is that it defensively? Did you want to? Yeah, unless else. you want to touch on like how you feel
1: about him and some different kinds of pick-and-roll coverages. I think we have talked about pretty much most of the things that we need to on the defensive end.
0: Yeah, I think I'm good to talk about the offense now. Uh, yeah, sure. And I think the first place to start is evaluating how you feel about him as a shooter. Like, mm-hmm. where would you rank him as a shooter? Um, And I think... I thought about this a lot today. Like, I went through, I watched all of his off the dribble threes again, um, and just, like, anything he's done off movement. And I think the way that I look at this, because I, and this is not me trying to, like, be annoying with comparison, but I think I've seen a lot of, like, oh, well, he's this year's Keegan, and I just don't view them in the same class as shooters. I think Taylor is a yeah, good I don't think it's shooter. Close. I thought Keegan had the makings to be, like, a, like a very good to great shooter. I would, like, I, and, again, that's to say, like, Taylor's good. I'd probably call him like a BB B plus level shooter with that kind of upside right now. Um, Cause I think uh, one of the things I really like about him, I think he's pretty good at relocation in the half court. Like, I think he's really good at lifting. He's good at just like finding spots he needs to be and move to, to open himself up for ball handlers. Um, I like his one to two dribble ability as like a potential pull-up shooter. Like if he's a attacking, and cl- if he is closed out to, and goes to the- you know, again, with a sidestep or takes one or two dribbles to the interior. I think that's where I feel like the quote unquote movement shooting is present for him. When you look at other stuff, um, like, A, they didn't really run a lot of screens for him at UCF. But also, I don't think I view him as somebody who's super capable of being in a, an off screen shooter right now. Um, Just because of what his I think part of it's the footwork. I think like, it does speak to his touch that his sh- that he shot as well as he did this year with his footwork still being kind of all over the place, even on, like, his self-created threes. I think that the footwork, like, he can bring his feet way too close together sometimes. Like, it doesn't look the same all the time. Um, but I do think, like, that's really present in where he is at as a movement shooter. And, like, in, in talking about his hips and his ability to um, get into something, like, quickly off of a curl screen or, like, You know, coming off of a pin down, like, I just don't think that, like, I would say a lot of stuff has to happen for him to become that level of shooter and to be able to get to that. And I think that's way harder to see a guy grow into than, um, I totally lost my train of thought. But yeah, I just, I'm not there with him. Yeah.
1: So I definitely, if you're, if you're bringing up Keegan, I think Keegan was a much better shooting prospect than Taylor Hendricks is. I do think Taylor Hendricks is an intriguing shooting prospect, though. He shot just under 40% from three this year on pretty decent volume, 4.6 4. attempts per game. How I feel about his shot, I don't think I'm comfortable saying, yeah, he's a 40% shooter, but I think he's definitely a good shooter. Um, the weird thing about his shot this year though is it was really streaky. First 11 games, 50% from three. Next 11 games, 28.8% from three. The last 12 games, 40% from three. So it was up and down throughout the year. Um, it'll be interesting to see just how that's and then everyone's streaky at times. It's like if that could stabilize and be consistent throughout a full season. Um going through my NBA stuff, because you know I do my NBA range database. I've been in the middle of putting that together. I have him at 33.8 percent on NBA threes. When we break that up into the above the break uh versus the corners, he was 25.8%, eight for 31 above the break on NBA threes, um, 16 for 40, 40 in the corners. So really good job shooting in the corners can improve the above the break stuff, but those are still small sample size. Um, Just think it's interesting, but moving on, um, you brought up some off the dribble stuff. I think that is an interesting thing to talk about because yeah, I think we're both confident in him being some catch and shoot guy. And when you have someone at his size who can knock down catch and shoot threes while also being a positive defender, that's an intriguing prospect already without even looking at anything else and and he does bring a lot more on the defensive end and there are some stuff that you can also think about him projecting on the offensive end so I know you mentioned that you like his stuff to do the one to true dribble stuff for me personally I think he has like a decent first step attacking closeouts but I think his handles his footwork his balance his strength are all pretty far behind like the, the the footwork and handles specifically i think are, are really far behind to where it's tough for me to get to a level of where i can where i can project some on ball upside um anything more than just attacking closeouts and i still think attacking closeouts is still up in the air right now just because of how those things affect his shooting off the dribble and his finishing that we'll talk about a little bit more in the future but yeah so those are were my um Areas of concern with him are is just yeah balance, strength, footwork, and handles. And that if I think people who who have him higher than I do, like I think there's a real case for him. If you are optimistic about him improving those kind of things, I have him in like that five, six, seven range. If you do believe in those things, but if if you don't believe in it, I do find it tough um, to to get that high.
0: Yeah, I think that's what's you bring up a really good point, because what's interesting to me is like I and, and again, like I agree with all the things you just said about a shot. Um, but I do think like when you're looking at stuff, when he's able to just do like a straight ahead, like again, like keeping the ball in front of me, not having to really move anywhere and self creating a three. I think that's where he's OK doing some of that stuff. But then you're bringing up the point of like, OK, well, what team is asking him to do that or letting him do that if it's unless it's like some late clock thing. Um, So I think that's a really fair point, because then, I mean, we can just talk about that in broad strokes now and about where his handle is at and his ability to impact the defense outside of his shooting. And I think that's just where I have much bigger questions, because to me, this is not like. I want to be fair and say, like, you know, like it's not like honestly I liked UCF's offense well enough. I don't think that they have like an amazing advantage creating ball handler or anything but nobody really has that perfectly in college except for like Alabama um and the way their space and everything but I don't think that this is a case of just put him on an NBA floor and the space is is there for him um I think that there was a lot of guys smaller than him could really force him to be uncomfortable um and generally like I think there were just a lot of times where uh even if he was run off the line like it i mean he's getting caught up to pretty much immediately because of what his handle is right now and he's not very bendy getting that downhill towards the rim um and i think that speaks to the balance too like and his footwork overall just on drives needs a lot of work like you mentioned as well so yeah, i think it's just really hard for him to if he doesn't have a wide open lane i think it's really tough for him to to drive
1: Yeah, like I said, he does have a decent first step at times, and if he's able to beat that guy right away and have a wide open lane, sure, I think he can get to the basket at times. But, yeah, if there were times where he just – if he isn't able to get by his initial defender, he didn't have to go to, like, using his body to shield off players, but it doesn't – like, it makes him take a wider angle to get all the way to the basket, which puts him in a tougher angle to finish at the basket. And then you still have to think about, okay, is he able – like. There were so many times this, this season where he just lost the handle when it was just him one-on-one versus someone and not even taking into account any help defense trying to help either. So I, I think there can be a lot of talk that we could talk about with like, how is he able to improve his handle and where can that handle get to? But even if he improves his handle, I'm not sure it's going to be to a meaningful enough level for it to make the difference Uh, to be some kind of guy who you want to have the ball in their hands a decent amount.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think part of what's difficult with him is that I view him very much as becoming somebody who can be like a real combo forward on defense, but I just don't believe in the offense being to like, I think offense is four and a half, like maybe, maybe a four, but like, I think it's very dependent on what happens in that skill development and how feasible it is for him.
1: Yeah, and, and we'll talk about more other things that he does. Like he's still a good cutter, he's had pick and yeah. pop. So we'll we'll get into that stuff. But I do think it's important to talk about the on-ball upside side of things because there will be people who think he is a top five, top six, top seven guy. And and if they do believe in him improving in these areas that we discussed, I understand it. It's not that I don't understand it. I just don't have that same level of confidence in it. Agreed. I think the the most that I can get you is okay, he can improve on attack and closeout. One, a true dribble pull-up, and he has to improve his finishing that we'll get to in a second. But that's where I see his um, self-created shots, which aren't really self-created if he's attacking closeout, that someone else created the advantage for him. But like, that's where I see it coming from.
0: Wait, can you repeat that? You cut out a little bit. Oh, yeah. No, so I, I just
1: see like his advantage stuff coming from attacking closeout, whether it's one or two dribbles into a pull-up or improving his finishing, getting to the basket. But even then, that's someone else on the team creating that advantage for you and you're just attacking the closed out. So you pretty much are attacking an advantageous situation, but that's where I see him being able to uh, potentially punish defenses more than just shooting. I'm not even that confident there, but that's where I can get to in terms of his his on ball or just upside of creating stuff
0: I agree with that I think we're both in the same boat with that um and I do think that that does kind of lend me to the next point because like you mentioned I think he's a really good cutter or like a solid cutter um I think he's good at sniffing out opportunities to attack the glass um on the offensive end and I think playing on a team that empowers him to do that would be to his benefit um but the other thing I want to mention, too, that I actually do think is a positive that, again, I think is going to need to keep improving, especially with with strength. And I don't think it's going to be able to happen at the same to, to the same extent at the next level. But I do actually feel pretty solid about him if he is given an opportunity to just like quick post somebody who is a small on him. I think he's pretty good at taking advantage of it. Um, like, I think that that's one of the other places where you really see his touch, like. They are tough shots in the post because he like he really likes to, um, to hit faders. It's not it's like push shots. It's not really like a ton of I'm gonna get up a quick hook or do an up and under. Like it's not really super advanced post stuff. It's I'm taller than you and I have touch and a high release point. Um, I generally like again like I feel decent about it. I don't feel like it's something that I view as like a total weapon, but I also think the fact that he's aggressive and willing to do it and can take advantage of it is solid because it makes it harder for a team to just be like, well, let's put our smallest guy on you and, you know, go from there. Um, How did you feel about that?
1: I am a little iffy on that part. Uh, My my first question before I go into that is, so do you think his touch is like above average? Where, where would you like rank his touch or, or how good do you think it is? I think it's above average um, okay because I, I do think it's interesting because um I actually mentioned this the other day but he shot like 40 percent on layups in the half court this year but I do think it's important to understand why he shot so poorly around the rim is it because of touch or is it because of strength related things bad technique and understanding that will help you project the improvement uh, or, or project to the next level I do think, a I think it's a little bit of everything though. I, I think his touch is all right. I don't think it's anything great by any means, but I also don't think it's the reason that he struggles so much around the rim. I think his touch is all right, but you combine that with really awful footwork when he's getting into his shots, taking rough angles and then not being able to finish through contact well and not having that strength to keep his balance. And I, I do think there were times where he's in the dunker spot either, like not even on a drive, he's in the dunker spot yeah, he can get the ball and go up for a dunk, but there are times where he's there and just he if he doesn't go up right away and there's a guy there, the smallest bump will get him off balance and it's tough for him to finish. So I do think most of it does come back to strength and bad technique over touch. But I I'm not at the oh the touch is that good either. Uh, so that's why I think it's important to to differentiate the two and figure out which one it is or all three. Um, but yeah, when when he has a smaller guy on him, I, I think that. There were a few things where I actually think he did a good job, like spinning to get to the middle the paint, use his length to finish over guys. But once again, I think the physicality uh, of some of the smaller guys in the league can get to him to where he actually won't be able to punish them.
0: Yeah, um, I agree. I think uh, I'm definitely a little bit higher on his touch than I think you are. But I think like kind of like you're mentioning, I think a lot of it comes down to his issues with, with just footwork and balance that and again I guess like maybe balance is part of touch um so maybe that makes it like a little bit more convoluted and tougher to pull apart so I I don't know um it it is a really interesting thought process to look at especially when you're talking about what somebody could be when those if those things do improve or, or to what level they improve the thing
1: with his finishing, though, like you said, is, is if he's going to have smaller guys than him or if you're going to want him, because like, he is someone who can pick and pop and hit those threes. But if you want him to roll to the basket, he can catch lobs as well. But if he's going to catch the ball on the roll and have to take a dribble or two, make a move and finish through or around contact, that finishing, if you are going to put him there, is still going to be important. Um, that is still a different scenario than attacking closeouts, but both are going to be important finishing at the rim and not just being someone who is standing at the three-point line and shooting. And I guess back to cutting, I do think cutting does find some openings to where you have easier looks, but there are times where, okay, you have a big, good rim protector in the league. You can still have a good back door or a good cut, and then you still have to finish around them. So all these other things that we think that he can potentially do
0: They'll come back to him having to improve his finishing. Yeah. No, most definitely. Um okay. Uh what else did we want to dive into here? Oh, passing. We got to talk about the mm-hmm. passing. I actually like I don't I don't think that and I think part of it too is just cuz I don't really believe in him as somebody who can be a driver right now. Um I do actually think he's a pretty solid passer, like within the context of what he's asked to do. Like I think that he has a solid feel for the game he doesn't hold on to the ball too long i think he moves it well um and he has some solid stuff as a stationary player i just don't really think that you you can see much from him as a as a live dribble pl- passer because that's just not where he's at as a player right now i do wonder what that could look like if uh I'm not saying that he's going to be some on ball creator but i do wonder what it could look like if if the handle does improve but again we're talking like a ways out from getting to that
1: yeah the thing with the passing um and like you mentioned live dribble stuff there's that's ways away because he has so much to improve to actually get there my thought with his passing this year was i didn't really think it was anything noteworthy i thought he had a couple of nice swing passes that were quick decisions um i think maybe his best thing that he did this year was actually finding cutters there were some backdoor cuts like on the baseline that he hit or some guy just front cutting their guy got into the paint I thought he did a good job there um but besides that I don't think his passing was anything noteworthy not that it was awful either I just don't think he had to do much um don't think his offensive feel is that good with the ball though I do think he had some nice cuts off the ball with the ball I think it can use some improvements and with that maybe that becomes some better passing stuff but but yeah I honestly was not a anything with the passing where i'm like oh it's a plus i think it was probably below average maybe even like i think a neutral at best is how i'd say it but if he can just like if his role is just going to be um oh actually i want to say in one of the later games i think it might have been the Cincy game he actually did have a really nice short roll pass at the corner which i was intrigued by um but i did not see that very often this year but as I was going to say is I think if his role is just going to be some guy who's just knocking down shots for you and maybe doing some pick and roll, pick and pop stuff, I think he is fine enough with what he does and do some quick swing passes and that kind of stuff. But um, live dribble stuff and all that kind of stuff, I still think he's, he's really far behind there, which I don't think will be a part of his game um, in the near future.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, I think, yeah, I, The wording that I use, like, because I don't know, I'm just so used to looking at a guy who's like kind of a, a four or five who has some shooting stuff and then being a really bad passer or just not having a feel for the game. So I don't know, maybe I'm being a little bit too forgiving, but I do I do feel at least like solid about him, especially when he's off the ball, like you mentioned, I think on the ball. But part of it's part of what's tough, too, is like when you don't have the handle or like the ability to really do anything getting downhill and and really create, I do think that that just makes your decision making look worse. Um, Mm -hmm. because like, okay, well, what am I supposed to do? Like, even if I am seeing the game incredibly well, if I can't manipulate the defense or make them do anything, how good can I really look doing something? Um, so it is, it is an interesting point.
1: I agree. I, I will say there was one or not one. There were a few times this year, Uh, where i just thought like he was going through the motions of like oh we're running this set predetermining my passes let me throw the pass here even if the play is not there um where he just has some pretty lazy turnovers in that sense but hopefully that gets cleaned up over time one more thing i want to talk about the offense which it comes back to will the handle improve yes or no but do you think there's any kind of dho fake dho kind of
0: potential with him uh yeah uh i actually do i think that's part of what i would like to see with him because we didn't really get to see that a lot at ucf yeah there were a couple but that's it There, they like did some delay stuff with him that ended up with him you know like he would operate he would start with the ball and then clear out the side um and i think that's actually where you saw some of the interesting stuff with him as an off the dribble shooter because he wasn't able to create anything after something got denied um and then he took it back like you know a a backstep or a sidestep or something and, and ended up taking a three from there. Like, I do think that's where it gets kind of interesting, but I also think it's tough where it's like, okay, well, if, if we're not confident in really handling the ball, how much can you really operate with that? Like how much can you really try and trust him with that kind of usage? Like, I think the idea is like for him to really get there would be very interesting because I think if you're putting that on top of what he brings as a shooter, like that's, that's a really interesting complimentary player. Um, but I'm not super confident in that happening anytime soon. Yeah. One more thing I forgot to
1: mention earlier is one thing that I will touch on with the off dribble shooting while I am skeptical that it is a thing. I think that he has some nice flashes there. And the main thing that sticks out the most with him is his high release and how high he gets off the ground on his shot, make it incredibly difficult for players to contest his shot. I think you go back to, I think their first game of the season when they're playing UNC Asheville He steps into a pull-up, a long two right over Pember. Pember has decent size as well. It didn't matter. The contest did not matter whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it actually was probably one of his smoother looking off the dribble shots all year, even though it was the first game of the year. But yeah, uh, if he is able to um, improve the things that we talked on, I want to talk about that one more time in the future, like actually after I finish this statement. But yeah, I I think that high release does help his potential there. But what I want to ask you now is, We've talked about it a lot today. I've mentioned it a lot. Handles, footwork, balance, strength. As someone who's evaluating and projecting someone to get to the next level, out of those four, how likely do you it how likely do you think it is for someone to improve? Is there one thing that you think is easier to improve than the others? How are you projecting those four things uh, with prospects? It doesn't have to be Henderson specific.
0: Uh, I think I would say footwork is probably the most developable out of those. I think there are some guys who are just always going to have shit balance. Like, I I just don't know how much, like, you can try and stabilize somebody's core and figure that stuff out. And we've seen guys get better with that. But we've also seen some guys really not get better with that and really struggle with that. A good example of that. A good example of that. And I think balance
1: and strength, like, these can all go, like, together as well. But – uh, just Brandon Ingram, I think is a really good example. Someone who got better. If you go watch his early years with the Lakers, he was on his drives, his balance and his strength was a big problem with that kind of stuff. And I think it's just gotten so, so much better over the years. Um, and it's helped him get to where he is now, but yeah, I, I would agree. I think it's tough out of those four. Um, but I do think there are things that can be worked on. And that's something like, how do you differentiate someone who needs to improve on that versus a skill like shooting or feel for the game or those kind of things?
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Like, I I think those things are all more developable, but also like, it's not as simple as just like, let's put him in a weight room with strength and conditioning coach and he's going to be great. Like it just, it just depends on the player and and what the circumstances.
1: So, I have no more to say on Hendricks. I think we should talk about where you feel comfortable taking him or anything. But is there any other parts of his game that you want to discuss? Um,
0: I don't know if there's anything else I really want to discuss with him. Like, I feel pretty good with him, uh, with where I'm at. And I think after, like, doing a deeper dive, I'm much more comfortable and understanding of – some of the lottery talk like i think that i would probably have him in like the 10 to 14 range somewhere um i would probably personally struggle to get a little bit higher like um cuz i know on on some level like i want to take somebody who already brings like a baseline you can build out from there cuz like he's he's bringing a really strong skill set defensively and you can be excited about that and and he has a shooting on top of his it well. it's like, okay, what can we build out from here? Regardless, I think you're getting an interesting rotation player. And maybe there's upside for him becoming like a plus starter. Um, but I think I would keep coming back to because we're talking about guys who are gonna be in the similar range, like I'd still be interested in Jet Howard over over Taylor. Like, I think when I'm looking at somebody who can really create with the ball in their hands like that, and of course has real defensive questions that are very fair. Um I think I'd just be more willing to bet on somebody who I'm putting into a smaller role um, potentially. And, and, you know, already has some of those skills down. Um, But where are you at with that?
1: Yeah. I find it interesting after discussing it, I feel like I'm a a bit higher on the defense than you are, but maybe a bit lower. I'm a bit higher on the defense and a bit lower on the offense. It seems, but we don't think we're that far apart either. I can't get top eight for him. Uh, It's only I can get there. I think anything after eight probably makes some sense to me. Um, just for me, I don't think like me saying I can't get the top eight, even if he doesn't develop into some uh, score or anything, I do think that the defense has potential to be that good to where he actually does uh, return value in the top eight. I do think that's possible. I just am trying to find something else when I'm picking at that seven, six, seven, eight spot um, who can, probably impact the game more on both ends than he can. But I think his defense is that good. And when you have that shooting, you have a really good prospect. But, yeah, I'm probably in that 8, 9 to 14 ranges is probably where I'll be. Yeah, I agree. Do you have anything else you want to get into on him? Um, I guess t- talking about him attacking closeouts. How comfortable do you feel him being good enough there with that and his finishing improving to where it needs to be? Cause you are higher on the touch than I am. Do you think he'll, he will be able to improve his footwork and his strength and his maintaining balance and his, his technique and his load and gather all of that stuff uh, to be able to punish defenses running him off the line?
0: That's a really good question. Um, I think that I'm I think I'm confident enough in saying that you can at least get to a certain level with it, where even if it's not perfect, I think if like he can like just having what he has as a shooter already because I think where I'm at with him as a shooter. I'm going to say like he's a guy that's gonna have to be guarded the next level. I don't know what to say his percentage will be, but I think he's good enough as a shooter that yes. he's going to have to demand being guarded, which is a win as far as I'm concerned. Um, but I think like so that in its own right is really good. But what like I think I just would be willing to bet on that because I I believe in the ability for even if it doesn't become something perfect where he can, you know attack a closeout perfectly every time like he can at least get to a point where it's serviceable which i know isn't again that's not perfect it's not a great answer but i think that's where i would land right now
1: yeah i think it's a good point i 100 agree with like yeah he's going to be guarded at the next level but uh yeah if, if a team is like oh we have no confidence or no faith in you being able to punish us if we run you off the line here, we're just going to run you off the line. We're going to close out hard, make you make a play, make you shoot a one dribble, pull up, make you attack the basket, make you make the right pass. And that can take away someone's strength. Sure, you can hit down threes, but if you can't do much else when you catch the ball, that is a problem. I do think he will be able to improve uh, at least a little bit there to where it's not going to be run him off the line, run him off the line, run him off the line. Um, But I do have that as something I'm going to be watching, and it is a concern of mine uh, for now.
0: Yeah, no, that's a very fair point. And I think like that's going to be what we're watching the entire time is in the league is like, what level can you get to with that level of comfortability? I mean, what kind of level of comfortability can you get to with that? Because that's that's the biggest thing that's holding him back from from unlocking other aspects of his game. Um, but, yeah, I think that actually wraps up for us. Did you have uh, anything else you wanted to add on uh, just a, a in a broad landscape or? Or how are you feeling no i think we touched on most parts of this game that we need to
1: um i know you mentioned that we'll do more single player individual player pods going forward i think that's a great idea um so keep on the lookout for that everyone we'll also do more of those group things like we did like a month ago or a month and a half ago where we talked about the defensive minded wings and we'll we'll try to find more philosophical questions and conversations and do that and now that the season is over we'll probably get some guests on here as well
0: most definitely well to Everyone listening, if you have not already, be sure to go join us over on playback. Uh go it literally takes like two or three minutes to, to get that all set up if you haven't already. We're almost to 500 subs over there. So you know, as as many people hang out with us, the better we're gonna be watching. Um Nick's Cav, not Nick's Cavs, geez, Nick's Cavs, long gone. Nick's heat tonight. I probably will get this out tomorrow now that it's already about 4 30. I mean, already but about we will be we will be yeah, going. We'll, live be, tomorrow we'll be live so. on, on Wednesday as well. Um Slash today, excuse me, geez, my mouth is no longer working, but yes. So be sure to join us over there because we're going to be live pretty often. Um, If you haven't already, be sure to rate and review us over on Apple Podcasts, anywhere that you get the pod, and of course, follow us on Twitter. And most importantly, have a good rest of your day. Thank you for listening. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew
1: that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car,